into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to today's guest. Back for another trip here. It's the granddaddy of all podcasts, trivia-related Jonathan Oaks, Jonathan, how are you, sir? I am doing well, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing fine and dandy. Jonathan, I I don't know how many people are listening to my podcast who don't necessarily know who you are from your podcast, but I, you <laughs> know, there might be a few stragglers out there. So I give you the floor for a few moments to tell everybody who you are, uh, what you do, and uh, this uh, media empire that you are building. I choose to believe that you have been adding people to the audience of trivia podcast everywhere. So it's very important for me to do this. Uh, my name is Jonathan Oaks. I run the Oaks media group and we are responsible for shows like trivial warfare, trivial warfare, blitz things that are blank and the ever popular foreplay. That is my personal favorite. And yeah, so we, we put on pub quiz type shows and game show type podcasts. Uh, trivial warfare is coming up on recording number 300. Uh, wow. This this coming weekend, we're doing 300. Very excited about it. Uh, check us out. You can find us at oaksmediagroup.com or trivialwarfare.com. Yeah, definitely check it out, folks. Uh, Jonathan's podcast was pretty much uh, the one that inspired me to get mine off the ground. Uh, we had episode 100 a little while back. So uh, behind you by, by quite a bit, but uh, it's, it's a long road, man. It's a <laughs> <Yeah>. long road. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, you know, this episode uh the timing of our record of this episode is is kind of special and unique um we just recently learned of the passing of mr alex trebek uh and i i don't i I won't speak for you but i know certainly this is my first chance to uh say anything about it you know i've been watching game shows on tv since i was a kid and alex was always there even before jeopardy uh long before jeopardy with high rollers and pitfall and all the all the uh, early early favorites. So um, rest in peace, Alex. You will be missed, Jonathan. I don't know if you wanted to say anything. I'm springing this on you, but yeah. Uh... Uh, uh, I mean, I've I've posted about it. Obviously, it's a tremendous loss to all of us who love trivia. Um, Alex Trebek was like a a father to some of us, an uncle to some of us, but he was he was definitely a member of all of our families and and he's a legend and will absolutely be missed by all of us forever well let us honor his memory 
by coming up with some of the most Canadian... Ep- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> no. Uh, as you know, Jonathan, this is our tournament of... Uh, not of champ. This is our 2020 tournament. I mean, you're all champions, but it's not the tournament of champions. I, 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 by my performance, I have proven that I am not a champion. I don't even know how I got the invite. I think you might have been sending it to somebody else, and I got an auto-populate or something. Well, we wanted to have Carmela on, but no. <laughs> yeah, I would too. She she's be. fantastic. She, no, she will be. She's she's got a, a ticket for this tourney uh, already in tow. Uh, but yeah, basically, sixteen different contestants are going to take their own personal turn in the hot seat. The top six scores out of those sixteen will be invited back for the semifinals. You, sir, are here to uh, stake your claim on the, the the top prize here. You are competitor number twelve. Oh, man. So, uh, All right. We've got I'm glad six. I'm not number 13. <laughs> if I was number 13, I'd be lucky to end up with 13 points. Actually, I'm probably going to be lucky to end up with 13 points regardless. Well, you, know, you never know. Um, you know, we got six people in, in line, uh, you know, from one through six. We got five people who are already, their hopes have been dashed. So, uh, you know, either way, you're joining uh, Elite Company. <laughs> you're right about that. That is one good way to look at it. Even if I fail, I will have failed with the greatest. I will so- be the greatest failure. <laughs> the greatest fail of all. <laughs> well, here is the kickoff question as we've been doing all tournament long, Jonathan. It is this, that, or the other. I'm going to give you three categories, and then I'm going to read off a list of 10 items. For each item that you can correctly place in its proper category, you will receive one point. Easy peasy. However, be careful, Jonathan. Some items may, in fact, fit multiple categories, and you will only get your point if you correctly state all of the categories into which that item fits. Now, two things I will promise you. Yes. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. No. Uh, Two things I'll promise you. Each item does fit at least one category. No shenanigans in that regard. I'm not going to go, ha-ha, it's none of them, you sucker. No, no. Everyone is in at least one category. Also, these 10 items are being pulled at random from a larger list of options, so don't try and game theory your way out of this. If, you know, you can oh. three in this category, three in that category, there must be... No, not going to work. my specialty. I know it. We, we call it the Oaks Prevention. <laughs> ah, great. By the way, uh, a totally random note here for you guys who are not in the room with AJ or me. Uh, I'm seeing into AJ's room, and I see a Fozzie Bear doll right over his left-hand shoulder. Uh, And it's fantastic. Yes, Fozzie is at the bottom, Kermit is at the top, and Miss Piggy is in the middle. I will leave that to your imagination. And and on the other side, we've got Animal. Oh, they have an audience. We got them all. Swedish chefs, I don't believe is the category today, but let's go over these categories, sir. This, that, or the other. Category one, this, San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers is our first category. That, and this is uh, a very appropriate, uh, for those of you behind the scenes, peeling back the layers of the onion, I asked Jonathan to give me a random number to pick these three categories, uh, and he picked this one, I was very pleased. Category two, that is Jeopardy! Champions. Oh, no. (laughs) Very appropriate. I apologize in advance. To all of you whom I have forgotten. <laughs> and category three, the other, is members of the 2003 Cleveland Cavaliers. 
So we have San Francisco 49ers, Jeopardy Champs, 2003 Cavaliers. 2003. Oh, my God. I, you know, I, you'll know it or you won't. I, you know, I, I think. Who knows? I'm trying we'll find to, out. I'm trying to remember the 2003 Cavaliers right now. And the only thing I can come up with is I don't think LeBron was in the league. I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, we shall see. Uh, one more thing before we get started, Jonathan. This is a verbal round only. I am going to give you the uh, names. I am not spelling anything because homophones okay. are fair play. If that helps you figure things out, super duper. If not, what can I tell you? Uh, <laughs> are you ready to go? I am ready. Item number one, Chuck Forrest. Chuck Forrest is definitely a Jeopardy champion, and I do not have a recollection of him as either of the other. With the San Francisco 49ers, is that all-time anybody on the 49ers? That is all-time anyone on the 49ers. And the Clavaliers, they had to be on the 2003 roster. Correct. All right. I'm just going to say Jeopardy champion. Jeopardy champion is correct. One point for you. Well done. Item number two, Ken Jennings. Well, definitely a Jeopardy champion in the likelihood that you pumped him in there without him being on either of the other two seems really slim. It, so this is where it's like, okay, if I overthink it, I stab myself in the foot. It's such a generic name when you when you take him out of it. Um, I'm going to take the chance and I'm going to say Jeopardy champion and San Francisco 49er. Ken Jennings, I mean, obviously Ken Jennings is a Jeopardy champ. I mean, if you didn't get that, I'd probably just hang up on you. <laughs> At this point, that's what I love about the this, that, or the other. You get in your head. He's just a Jeopardy champ. Oh, no. There have been so many 49ers. The roster has 50 people on it every season. I'm in your head already. It's early. <laughs> I hate my life. Uh, plenty plenty of time left plenty of time left let's quickly move on to item three item three carlos boozer uh carlos boozer we're gonna go with cleveland cavalier cleveland cavalier is correct item number four bruno sundov that sounds like hockey player um that's not one of the Jeopardy names I remember. I'm going to say he was a probably Eastern European basketball player and go with the Cleveland Cavalier. Cleveland Cavaliers is correct. Well done, sir. Ooh. Well done. Item number five, Roger Craig. Roger Craig is both a 49er and a Jeopardy champion. Used to be the single, all, single day uh, money winner. I think that's been surpassed, though. Indeed, sir. Very well remembered that uh, it's both categories. Roger Craig, a longtime running back for the San Francisco 49ers and a Jeopardy champion. You get the points there. Four points out of five. Shake it off. Shake it off. Breathe. Yeah, I, by breathe, the way, I'm, I, I have a standing sitting desk. I am standing. <laughs> and it's because I do think a little bit better when I'm able to move. <laughs> You're doing fine. Four out of five. We're going to move on to the second half of our this, that, or the other. Item number six, Ira Newble. I have never heard of Ira Newble, and you can't spell that for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess San Francisco 49er. 
San Francisco 49er is your guess. Uh, Ira sounds like a really smart smart person with glasses. He was not. He was a member of the 2003 Cavaliers. Oh, I am sorry. It. Wrong. I sports. had it down to a 50-50. I didn't think you were going to ask about a really, really obscure named Jeopardy champion. So I 50-50 and chose wrong. <laughs> All right. Item number seven, Brad Rutter. Well, definitely a Jeopardy champion. Oh, and it's diabolical if you did Ken Jennings first to get me to... St- oh, damn it, AJ. <laughs> I'm I'm glutton for punishment. I will say Jeopardy champion only. Jeopardy champion only is correct, sir. Oh, I'm in your God. head, though. I'm oh, you really head. were, man. You really were. I had already conceded the point. <laughs> Item number eight, Charlie Krueger. You can't spell it either. Oh, man. I'm going to say 49er. Charlie Kruger was indeed a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Well done. Moving on. Item number nine, KT Sowers. I'm going to go for what I consider to be the rarest combo here. And I'm going to think this is maybe a homonym or homophone or whatever the right word for that is. And think that this might be a Katie Sowers Jeopardy champion and a KT Sowers, like like KT initials Sowers, and say member of the Cavaliers. So I'm going to say Jeopardy champion and Cavalier. And I don't know if it's possible for someone to get one more wrong. <laughs> 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 for it is San Francisco 49ers. Katie Sowers is the uh, female coach who was in all those Super Bowl commercials and playoff commercials over and over again. She's the first okay. uh, female coach who has made it to the Super Bowl in the NFL. Okay. She's a member of the San Francisco 49ers. I hope someday I will be on a real football team. I'm Katie Sowers, offensive assistant coach for the San Francisco 49ers. Bring it up! Bring it up! This, you're, you're referencing things that have happened in the last 10 years, of which I know nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Last one, sir. Your last item. Item 10. King James. That's that's rude. That's rude. So, based on your rules, this person's first name has to be King? Nope. King James. That's rude! Ah, oh. go with what you know. I'm searching my mind for Jims and Jimmies, and I'm just going to say the Cavaliers and take my medicine. Well, sir, King James, of course, refers to LeBron James, who's also known as King James, also refers to James Holzhauer, known as King James and the all-time Jeopardy champ. In Who terms calls of- him that? Did he call himself that? Because everyone, did, everyone calls him that. I mean, yes, he calls himself that, of course. That count. <laughs> I protest. Nevertheless, you're not getting the points. Uh, uh, I had formally I, lodged a protest with the game show. Um, what is it? The game show. Um, hell, I can't even think creatively enough to come up with something funny. I was going to say that the Oaks Media Group will review this finding as they're the ones who are responsible for keeping up the integrity of Trivia Podcast, but I couldn't pull the joke off. Fair enough. Twitter has flagged your complaint as being not necessarily in line with decisions that have been made. (laughs) (laughs) It's only funny because Biden won. (laughs) Right? Hmm. He did win, right? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you know what? It's a solid start to the game. It's a warm-up question. Six points out of ten. Plenty of games still left to go. You know, most you can get in this game is 50. No one's getting 50. No one's getting anywhere near 50. You know how I roll. Oh, God. Uh, No, I I was serious about the 13. 
<laughs> well, you're you're almost halfway there. Uh, let's see how much further you can get. But before we do that, you know, Jonathan, I've been kind of yapping at you. I've been filling you in on things and maybe showing off a little bit of my knowledge. I want to know what you know, and I want you to share with the class. So, Jonathan, I've asked you to prepare a little tidbit, a little item. Uh, what do you know, Jonathan? Well, because we um, recently lost Alex Trebek, I decided to scrap all of my plans for grand facts and knowledge sharing and just go with something close to home and uh, let everyone know that Alex Trebek has the record for the most daytime Emmy nominations for a game show host with 31. His seven wins are second all time to Bob Barker, who has 14 wins. There you go. There you go. Uh, Bob Barker, who always wanted to have his pet spayed and neutered. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh, amazing that uh, that you know if you if I try and think who would who would get nominated today, and I look at the list, and it's just like really Drew Carey, Wayne Brady, and that's it's, about it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I also learned I learned that um, there have only been two women nominated. Uh, Meredith Vieira has been nominated, and the first woman nominated for uh, game show host is Betty White. Yes, it was a game show called Just Men. I remember it well. Uh, she would have uh, ten men up there answering the questions, and you know she would flirt with them. <laughs> uh, and, I'd pay uh, to be on that show, man. Betty White, that's a big time crush. Yeah, every one of the, every one of them had a little a key hanging from a hook, and if you if you won the guy, you won his key, and at the end of the show, you took all your keys and you tried them one by one in the ignition of the car, and if if it went, you won. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's then that's the extent of my re- recollection of just men. <laughs> wow. Well, sir, six points is what you're sitting on as we move on to the chunk of the show, that middle portion that. I still have yet to come up with a cool and catchy name for, so I'm calling it the chunk of the show middle portion. I they call it the fat boy at my house. There you go. That's the kegger. Kegger, sure, sure, sure. You know, hey, at BMG Pod, folks, give me your suggestions. We'll, we'll vote at the end of the year or something like that. But here, here's how it works, Jonathan. We've got five questions headed your way. All right. It's going to make up the, the meat of your, of your sandwich, as it were. Uh, first question, it's going to be worth one point. Second question, a little more difficult. It's going to be worth two points. Oh, God, the pressure. Third question. It's going to be a little fun little uh, twist of a question. It's old classic, and it's going to be worth as much as three points. I know. Brace yourself here. The fourth question. 49 points. <laughs> well, no, the 49ers was in the first round. Ah. Four points. And yes, believe it or not, the progression continues with that fifth question for a whopping five points. Uh, as always, your your mileage may, may vary on the difficulty, but we, we strive to keep it point to appropriate but you never know you never know if it's in your real house you knock it out the park who's to say i am and we're going to start with saying question one for one point sir are you ready i am ready normally i try and hide the theme for for the episode it's all alex trebek kind of spun off from from him and his shows and so don't try looking into it to try and go any deeper than that it's all based on that here we go. Question one. Uh, I told you before, one of the shows that Alex uh, hosted was called Pitfall. So this question is about the Atari 2600 game Pitfall. In the Atari 2600 game Pitfall, a character named Harry runs around the jungle for up to 20 minutes trying to collect all of the treasure that he can with a maximum possible score of 114,000 points. Jonathan, for your one point... How many treasures did Harry have to find in order to get that perfect score? Cumulative treasures or different types of treasures? Cumulative treasures. 
Oh, man. I played Pitfall as a kid, and I remember a silver bar, gold bar, diamond ring. Uh, and I remember there being more than one of some of them. And you said 114,000 points, which is an interesting number, right? And it makes me wonder if, if like, a gold bar would be worth 10,000 and a silver bar would be worth 5,000 and something else would be worth a lesser amount. Or, God, not thousands, maybe even hundreds. I don't remember. I don't think there was an end to this. I think it was a time limit based game and not a, hey, you've won the game. It's more like how many can you score in this amount of time? That didn't feel right. Let me, let me, you know what? I feel like now that I'm saying it, I feel like it's more like 1,500, 250, that kind of math. So if there's like 50 gold bars and 50 silver bars, that would be 75,000. That doesn't feel great. 20 minutes, one every minute. That's possible. That's actually probably better logic than anything I've said so far. I'll go ahead and answer 20. 20 is your answer. Well, now here's the fun thing about Pitfall is that, you know, you if you got all the treasures, then your maximum possible score could be achieved of 114,000. However, no one was ever going to get this. No, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure absolutely because, not. Because anytime you bumped into a log, you started to lose points. <laughs> so uh, odds of uh, someone making a perfect run, jumping perfectly. And they also made it so that you couldn't run the course in the 20 minutes and get all the treasures unless you also figured out which of the uh, underground tunnels you could go through to kind of take shortcuts and everything. So it was right. actually mathematically impossible for you to just run from screen to screen to screen to screen to screen and get it. Thanks, uh, Activision. Why yeah. couldn't you ask me who made it? <laughs> well, because I was told there would be some math. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all in all, 32. There were 32 <laughs> treasures. That's no way. There was no way! Uh, one for right. one, you know, a multiple of eight. Lots of video game stuff, multiples of eight with the bits and the, the systems. And the, so, anyway, it was only worth one point. That's why That's I don't right. mind being a little cruel. Don't be cruel. Two trivia AJ does not murder a hit on this show. No. <laughs> oh, that's a damn shame. Uh, number two for two points. Question two for two points. If you can get it, let's get you back on the positive side of things. One of the other shows that Alex was a host of was called High Rollers, which got me thinking about casinos. Jonathan, what is the name of the variation of blackjack played in places like Malaysia and Singapore and Australia, that part of the world? That is similar in structure to Spanish 21, where they take all the tens out of the deck and players get to win any push of 21. So it's very similar to Blackjack, comes from Malaysia. It's got a particular name, this variant. What is it? I really, really wish I had done better on the first round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I have never heard of this at all in any anything that I've done. I heard you say that they removed the tens and they pushed on any ties. So it could be called push. It could be called... I, I think it's very unlikely they call a game no tens. The only other name for blackjack of any sort I know is 21. So I am going to 
shove forward and answer push. Push is your answer. It's a fine answer. I like how you came up with it. Desperation gives you some... Uh... <laughs> I. I have been told once upon a time to push it real good, so I wanted to do that. Well, baby, 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 I'm sorry. That is not the correct answer. Uh, yeah, I worked in a casino. I don't know if you know this. I, I used this to isn't Kino, is it? It is not Kino. Kino is okay. more like... Uh, yeah, I just threw out a word. That's I, yeah, yeah. That's, I was going to feel bad if it was... Now Kino is it's like bingo. It's like this, yeah. you know, it's on a board and you pick out the numbers. Yeah, I used to deal in a casino. I don't know if you knew this for about five years, including Spanish Twenty One. It's a really stupid game. Uh, if you play, the reason that that it's very that it's popular is because of all of these pushes and the player thinks that they're playing the right. You know, they're getting all the breaks. But if you play with the same basic strategy as regular Twenty One, you're going to lose. So mm-hmm. it's where they get you because there's no tens. Um, it start the game again. Started in Malaysia. This this and it spread for out all the islands there. And the, it spread, uh, and the people would bring the games to the new island on a pontoon boat. And therefore, the game was called Pontoon. Okay, pontoon. I, you have educated me on something completely new to my experience. That's what we try to do here. Yeah. Yes, we try to educate as well as entertain. Ooh. It's true. Uh, pontoon was what we were looking for there. I mean, it's technically, it's also called Malaysian Blackjack, but I mean, that... Come if I have said Malaysian Blackjack, would I have gotten credit? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. okay, good. No. I, I would have felt bad about myself. No, no, I said it is more, you know, it's more commonly known as... Uh, okay. know, in Malaysia, they wouldn't call it Malaysian Blackjack. They just, just call it Blackjack. Blackjack, but yeah. Um, yes, Pontoon is what we are looking for there. Did not get that one. We are stuck on six... Because six is stuck on me. But we're going to move on. This this next question is fun. It is an old classic, time-honored tradition here on Beat My Guest. It is Fungo, three of a kind, worth up to three points for you. Here's how we're doing it during the tournament, sir. As always, three disparate clues all pointing towards the same singular answer. All you need to do to get your points is to tell me the answer. If you could do it on one clue and one clue alone, then you will get three points. Oh. If you need a second clue, well, then you'll get two points. And if you need that third clue, one point. Of course, if you don't get it at all after those three clues, then we'll just continue on as we've been doing. And I can just write the zero down now. But I have faith in you. I, You know, honestly, you might as well go for the zero. Uh, do I get to guess after each clue or is it one guess fits all? You get to guess after each clue. All right. Okay. Free shots, as it were. That's, now I feel, I feel like if I miss this one, this one might be on me. We'll see. As I tell everybody, as I, uh, as I set up this game... I kind of put one, que- one one clue that was I felt was maybe easier in to the answer. One that was kind of a, eh, maybe you get it, maybe you don't. And one that is like, oh, this is really hard. But far be it for me to decide which clue you get first. Okay. I have randomly placed them in, in, in columns A, B, and C. You will pick one at random, and I will give it to you. And the difficulty level, well, hey, that's we'll leave it up to fate. This feels a- like it's going to be an oops, all berries situation. We're like, oops, all hard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you pick number 12? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No, no. <laughs> all right, sir. Which would you like, A, B, or C? I will take C. C, it is. Here is your clue. Good luck. Like cotton... And wicker, like cotton and wicker. Oh, my God. That's the whole clue. Yeah. It's, it's a fungo. Three of a kind. Like cotton and wicker. 
These could be last names. There's an old song. Not an old song. There's a song by Rednecks, Cotton-Eyed Joe. <laughs> Wicker-Eyed Joe? I don't think it's going to fit. Uh, rattan comes to mind. Wicker is like uh, similar to a rattan furniture. Cotton, or they could be materials that a certain type of thing is made of. I don't think anybody's wearing wicker clothes. It seems like it would itch tremendously. Very uncomfortable. Uh, well, I don't think I have much to work with on that one. So I'm going to take the guess of rattan. Rattan is not correct, but we still have two clues left. Would you like A or B? Well, I thought I thought strategically that the least likely place <laughs> for the hardest one to be would be C, because that's where you would put one if you put them in order, and you wouldn't want to put them in order, so it must not be in C. If that wasn't the hardest, then I'm so screwed. But I will continue to go in reverse order, and I will go B. B it is. Former twins. Okay. When we talk about former twins, it seems like we're talking about the the sports team, the Minnesota Twins. Former twins are people like Burt Blylevin, Jack Morris, Kirby Puckett, Kent Herbeck, Gary Gaetti. <laughs> I could probably do this for a little while. <laughs> Dave Rigetti, I think, had a few years with it. No, no, Jeff Reardon. Um, but I can't think of any Frank Viola. I can't think of any former twins with the name Cotton or Wicker. If you were former conjoined twins... Then you would be singles, I imagine. Half the man I used to be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really want these to be names. I really do. Could it be like fabrics? Are there any twins that are beds? Former twins like beds? Sheet? Uh sheets wicker sheets nobody makes sheets out of wicker cotton and wicker former twins what if it's not the sports twins then it could be former twins how you can't be a former twin even if your twin passes away god rest their soul you're still a twin so it needs to be something you can be a former of and that that always takes me to the sports team I, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to guess Joe's. Joe's. Nose. Yes. <laughs> no picking here. I've got one. I'm going to go left. with A. I'd like yeah. A, please. Good, good. Wise, yes. wise decision. Yes. Strange game, Jonathan. The only winning move is not to play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here is your third clue. Collection of Romulus. A collection of Romulus? Um... I don't like your game, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so former twins now makes you think Romulus and Remus. Cotton Wicker, Remus, former twins. God, could this be, this could be Uncle Tom's Cabin, Uncle Remus. Song of, no, that's, that's, that's not it. Uncle Remus was Song of the South, I think. And that's, Romulus was the first ruler of rome mythologically and he collected city-states he collected people 
He collected very small rocks. <laughs> um, oh, um, Remus Lupin is Harry Potter. Collection of Romulus. A collection of Romulus. Like a sacrifice, maybe. Former twins. Former twins. Collection. Is there a constellation or something? You wouldn't call Remus a collection of Romulus. That doesn't fit. Remus leads me to a few places, but none of it none of it feels good. Cotton and wicker. It sounds like a sacrifice. Like a tithe almost. Like a a tribute. Maybe that's God, that's gonna sound really dumb. Former twins, like former twins can't give you the answer tribute. Former twins could only give you either former freaking Minnesota twins. Or twins that are no longer considered twins. And it would have to fit that clue to be a right answer. So it's something to do with a collection of Romulus that was also a former twin and has to do with cotton wicker. I hate this so much. I'm so, you know, the one thing I joke about being bad at trivia, I am legitimately bad at puzzles now <laughs> like lots so 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 much a weakness silks clothes baskets wicker Vi- i keep coming back to stupid frank viola like maybe romulus had a viola <laughs> collection violas didn't even exist puckets herbex he collected herbex maybe i'm in the wrong twins team may knoblocks what who else do we got? We got Tory Hunter Hunter's collection. Okay, hold on. Hunter. Tory Hunter. Collect, could he collect hunters? Um Artemis collected hunters. Who who else? Former, not current. Justin Moore no. <laughs> yeah, you're getting a lot more no. <laughs> <laughs> I will guess hunters. Yeah, the thing with the fungo is when you when you got it, you kind of know you got it, or you're <laughs> yeah, or if you know you didn't, you know you didn't. Yeah, it's uh, you were dancing all around nothing. I was dancing around nothing. No, you were you were dancing all around it. It just the, the pieces just never fell into place. Uh, we were, of course, talking about the Minnesota Twins. Obviously, not. All members of the Minnesota Twins would fit this category, but some of them, the earliest Twins, might have fit this category because the Twins used to be what team? Senators. The Washington Senators. Cotton and Wicker, those are the Senators from Arkansas and Mississippi, and Romulus created the Roman Senate and collected, not physically collected, but he created a collection of people known as Senators. Senators is what we're looking for. (laughs) Yeah, when you know the answer, I'm like, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, there is just, uh, it was like, it's like there is another dimension that's par- that that is in ours at the same time, but you have to cross through the veil to see what's <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. That's where that answer was. If I could have seen that answer, I would have also seen the angels and devils hovering around it. <laughs> well, I don't want you seeing things except, you know, I certainly don't want you seeing red. I'd like you to see uh, the calm, the serenity, 
the two toughest questions that are still to come. <laughs> yes. Well, no, no. Honest, to, honest to God, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that the pitfall question was the easiest. So maybe I'll get lucky here. There you go. Exactly. You never know. Your mileage may vary on on the difficulty level here. Uh, it's just the number of points I'm giving you. If you know it, you know it. Let's see if you know this one. Here is your four point question again with our Alex Trebek theme here. In 2007, Caitlin Snaring then 13, of Washington, won the National Geographic B, which was hosted by Alex Trebek. Let's see if you can get this question right, just like she did in the final round. No, I'm that. not even smarter than a fifth grader. Are you going to make me smarter than an eighth grader? Heck no. She studied. She did study, but let's, let, let's see. Lampedusa, an island whose geographical location has made it a target for illegal immigrants seeking to enter the European Union from Africa is administered by which country? Lampedusa. No pressure. 13-year-old Caitlin Snaring in 2007 got this right. Yes, that does not add pressure. Caitlin Snaring is almost certainly more intelligent than I am, <laughs> both then and now. There's a few different ways that that I can talk about it at least. You have the Gibraltar area, and Gibraltar has parts that are administered by Spain and parts that are administered by England. And I'm thinking about Gibraltar because that is the quote-unquote closest point, I would imagine, uh, between the two if you're crossing the Mediterranean. So it would be the easiest to get to, you would think. Then you have the other islands, and there's lots of islands in the Mediterranean. Um, You know, that might be the way to take this. You have your big islands, your Sicily, your Crete, your your Cyprus, and whatnot. But Greece is a whole crap ton of islands, if I'm visualizing it correctly. And if I'm just going for the sheer, if I'm just going for the country with the most islands, Greece is not a bad one. The other one that pops into mind is actually Turkey. They would have to travel kind of eastern. No, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't fit at all. They'd either be coming out of Egypt. If they were coming out of Egypt, they would be going up the Sinai and around more likely than crossing. Coming out of Tunisia. It's probably coming out of Tunisia because that's the northern, northernmost point. And that's where they think... If I might be completely crazy here, but I think that's where they think Carthage was. Uh, And Carthage was the enemy of Rome. Carthage had a foothold in Sicily for a long time. That would mean it was controlled by Italy. Italy or Greece, those those were always the most likely answers because I couldn't choose between Spain or England. Italy and Greece extend the farthest into the end of the sea. And both of them have islands. The Tunisia part, if I vertically from Tunisia, if you go up from Tunisia, I would think that that would be more like Italy. Uh, Like if Spain and Morocco, or, or maybe in Portugal, but I think Spain, if Spain and Morocco are vertical from each other, and then Algeria and... France are vertical from each other. I'm imagining they may not be. And then um, then Libya would have a vertical 
there, and that's right around where Tunisia is, and that would fit with Italy. So I, you know what? So you want to know what country is? I'm I'm gonna guess Italy. Italy is your answer. Whew, that was a lot to take in there. Uh, let's see if we can parse for you. Uh, yeah, you are correct with your verticals there in terms of Spain and Morocco. Kind of. In fact, I, I do believe Spain actually, part of Spain is actually on the African continent. They, have, they actually, just a little there's, there's like a port city there. So I would think if people wanted to sneak into Europe, they mm-hmm. could just smuggle themselves into that little town there. And then, hey, mm-hmm. I'm in Spain. And, I declare asylum, so perhaps they wouldn't have to go to an island there. Lampedusa, they're not 100% sure of the uh, etymology of the name, but they think it probably either has to do with the Greek word for rock, which is lepos, or perhaps the Greek word for lantern, which is lampos, uh, referring to the sailors and the, the things that they there. The, but the Greeks named the island, which is about 70 miles or so north of Tunisia. The Libyans are also using it as an entry point there. The country that administers Lampedusa is Italy. Well, oh, my uh, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me. Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> Jonathan, you, you should know by now I only torture you when you're right. <laughs> oh, that's not true. That's not, not true. No, true. Not. Everybody's already heard most of this episode. <laughs> oh man. Well, so is done. it is is the was the logic right in terms of the northernmost point in, in yeah. Africa, southernmost point in the Mediterranean? Yeah, it's about it's about seventy miles from uh, from the top of Tunisia, and it's so it's like it's a really small distance there, and that's why they go there as opposed. To, and it's it's not really up until recently it wasn't really paid attention to, yeah. which is why they they could also go to Malta, which is also similar distance, but that's its own entity, so it kind of notices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, wait a second, you're not a falcon. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, Mr. Rick, I must go to I must go to Malta. Oh, Mr. Rick. Anyway, uh, ten points. You're in double digits, my friend. Man, 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 man. Well done. Well done. One question left in this little round. Our final question in this round before we get to the final twist of the episode. It's gonna be worth five points. It's a big one for you. I know you wanted to stop on thirteen. You can't do that, but <laughs> let's see if we can get you to fifteen here. Four or five points. Here is your question. Alex Trebek appeared on an episode of The X-Files playing a quote-unquote man in black. As Scully put it, Mulder didn't say it was Alex Trebek. It was just someone that looked incredibly like him. To what character was she telling this story to? I will accept either the name of the character or the name of the actor who portrayed the character. So this, finally will be an answer that I don't have to think about. And the reason for that is I didn't watch the X-Files, so I don't know a damn thing. I know three characters. I know Mully. Mully. (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes, good old Mully and Skulder. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. All right. I know Scully. I know Mulder, and I think there's a smoking man. So, I'm gonna guess the smoking man. I find absolutely no reason why anyone would think you crazy if you describe this meeting of ours. You're feeling very sleepy. Very 
relaxed. Alex Trebek? The game show host? Mulder didn't say that it was Alex Trebek. And it was just someone that looked incredibly like him. Did he? So the, the smoking man, uh, also known as Cancer Man, indeed a, uh, indeed a character on the show. So you were absolutely correct there. Just reaching back in the recesses of my mind to try and remember, I believe the actor's name was William B. Davis, who played mm. the smoking man. And I think by the fact that I have to reach into the recesses of my mind and it's not written down on the piece of paper, it wasn't in front on the of paper me. in front of you. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, no, this this was a, a very bizarre episode. It was a very fun episode. Uh, it was one of the comedic episodes. Every so often they did just go real real funny with it and uh the premise of this episode is that a a whitley striber uh type author had come up with uh, an alien abduction book uh and had interviewed Mulder for the book and uh created the most ridiculous preposterous stories but we saw it play out as if it was really happening and we could tell even for us watching they get the this is preposterous. So the fact that Alex Trebek and Jesse Ventura were playing Men in Black <laughs> uh, was was hilarious. There. Now the name of this episode it's a, it's one of the uh, more popular episodes. It's called Jose Chung's From Outer Space, referring to the book From Outer Space, okay. and the character in question is Jose Chung. Uh, and I would have given you five points if you had come up with Jose Chung. But if even if you had just remembered the zany antics of this ridiculous character <laughs> it was charles nelson riley oh i love charles nelson riley indeed a delightful episode even if you've never seen the show and you, it's, it's standalone you can watch it you know the gist of the show it's just a sheer delight to see sure to see this this ridiculousness going on there cannot give you the points but jonathan hey 10 points nothing 10 to points. sneeze at double digits Unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, we're not done. That's not necessarily your final score. You sure? Yeah, no, no. no, no, Oh, yeah. One thing left for you to do. One thing left. I'm going to raise this rope. Ask you to insert your head in the little hole. like you were doing. (laughs) Watch it there. Fozzie's watching. Uh, Signal is at half mast, (laughs) y'all. Raising the rope. It is time for a question that I like to call You've Got Your Gauntlet. I've got my guillotine. We got the guillotine. We got the guillotine. You better run. We got the guillotine. We got the guillotine. You better run. Oh, I like that name. That's real good. That's, That's right, sir. Good. One final question will be asked of you. One answer is required. Here's how it works. If you get it right, Jonathan, you will double your score. No questions asked. That 10 becomes a 20, and happily so. If you get it wrong, no harm, no foul. You'll slip out of here. Ten points. None's the wiser. So what's the catch, you might ask? Well, the catch is this. If either you don't give an answer at all, well, not likely to happen, but, you know, you can't, you can't stand back here. If you give an answer that doesn't fit the question, or what is most likely to happen, if you supply me with the answer that I have pre-selected, as the guillotine answer. <laughs> then it's off with your head, and your score gets chopped in half. Oh, my God. That's right. How many people have been chopped? I believe only one person has been chopped thus oh, far, great. but a lot of people have been able to uh, just get the, the goose egg and, and, and leave happily. <laughs> oh, man. Jonathan, 
Yes. Are you ready for your guillotine? Sure. Ready for my bris. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, quote a colleague of yours, sports. sports. Of all the teams that would later get merged into the NHL, which team won the Avco World Trophy, a.k.a. champion of the WHA, World Hockey Association, the most times? So I need from you one of the teams that played in the WHA, and then there was the merger with the NHL. Which of those teams that made it to the NHL won the Avco World Trophy, champion of the WHA, the most times prior to the merger? Merger took place in the late 70s, to give you kind of a ballpark. Oh, so I can start talking? I, oh, you, yeah, you, that's you, the question. You, kind of, you ended without a punctuation mark there. <laughs> I was like, you oh, know, it, the, the, I'm standing now. next to a sharp blade. I got to be careful how, how I punctuate things. Okay, so I know not much. I do believe that I have a decent idea of the original NHL teams for the NHL itself. I think we're talking Rangers, Bruins... Blackhawks, Red Wings, Maple Leaves, and and um, Montreal. I think that's the first six. And if those are the first six, then none of them are likely to have been members of the World Hockey Association. The other piece of logic that I'm going to use is that I believe that the majority of the other Ameri- North American – no, those are not correct statements – um, I believe that the majority of the other U.S. teams in the NHL have come through expansion. So that would mean that it's probably a Canadian-based team that was not the Habs or the Maple Leafs. And that leaves me with the Winnipeg Jets and the Vancouver Canucks and the Ottawa Senators and the the Calgary Flames and the... Edmonton Oilers and yada 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 yada. I would wager it's one of those one of those teams, and I'm not aware of any of them having a grand history. Uh, the Oilers had a great NHL run. I'll, I feel like I'm missing a team from Alberta. Calgary's in Alberta. Maybe that's what I'm. I'm bad. I'm bad. Bad at this. Bad at this. Oh, it could be. It could be the Nordiques too. Don't forget about the Nordiques. I feel like Calgary has a history with the Flames where they like lost them to Atlanta or got them back from Atlanta or something like that with the Flames. So I don't want to go Calgary. I can't imagine that you would have... The odds of us picking the same one are pretty slim. What I'm trying to figure out in my head is whether the World Hockey Association would have been something that included the Far Western teams... Or if it would have been more centralized to Ontario. And there, I mean, there could be U.S. teams in there. There could be the Islanders or something like that. Islanders were good in the early 80s, too. I'm going to guess the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators is your guess. Alrighty. You were certainly, uh, you're, you named the six original franchises. You were spot on there. Well done. Uh, and your idea that perhaps there was uh, more of a Canadian uh, slant to the WHA, uh, that was also correct. Uh, it was not entirely, not entirely made up of Canadian teams. There were teams that were in the United States. Uh, there were teams like the Chicago Cougars. The Cincinnati Stingers, the Cleveland Crusaders. Oh, yes. Uh, 
the Indianapolis Racers, Michigan Stags. I mean, there were there, there were there were teams. There were teams. However, those were not the teams that uh, we know because they did not survive uh, when they decided to merge. Now, when they went to merge with the NHL, they wanted to take one of the uh, one of the East Coast teams with them. That would be what uh, became the Hartford Whalers. They were the new. England Whalers back there at the I time. I love their logo. Best logo of all time. Yeah, and they had won. They had won one WHA title. Not the correct answer, of course. Not the most. Uh, another team. I will show you our guillotine answer here. They won. They won no titles, but they were in the oh, league. Edmonton. Your Edmonton Oilers. They did not become good until after <laughs> Gretzky. They joined. Uh, yeah, they kind they of. They got Gretzkyed. They got the Gretzky. Yeah, they never won the WHA, although they did. Uh, Lose in the, in the final a couple times. You said the Ottawa Senators. You mentioned the Quebec Nordiques. The Quebec Nordiques also won once. The correct answer. You said it. I thought you were going there. That would be the three-time WHA champion, Winnipeg Jets. Jets. Winnipeg God. Jets. Yeah, you were, you were correct. The, uh, the Flames were in Atlanta and then moved to Calgary later on. They were not part of the WHA. The Quebec Nordiques were in the WHA. Uh, they won once. And uh, the Ottawa Senators were an expansion team once uh, the, Darn it. the NHL uh, expansion team there. So, yeah. yeah. So, but, Jonathan, the good news is, is that you do not lose your head. Uh, you gave a perfectly acceptable answer. It was not correct. It was not the Gideon answer. So you will finish with 10 points. Unfortunately, that does not qualify you to move on to the semifinals. I think that's a matter of perspective. <laughs> of the unfortunate part? <laughs> yes. <laughs> on uh, my side of things, I feel quite fortunate. I didn't make an absolute fool out of myself, no, you, and you, yet I do not have to play again. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. You got the same number of points as one Kantad Hoopju Spensgard, so oh, I'll yeah. leave it to you. As to whether that's in good company or not. I uh, love Kantad. He's one of my favorite people. I feel like I'm in great company. I would absolutely concur there. Jonathan, before I let you go from the hot seat, I'll give you one more chance to, uh, again, the floor, it is not bloody, so uh, I don't have to come out with the mop real quickly. Uh, take a few moments. Uh, pimp what you like. Say what you like. Whatever you like to say. Go for it. Uh, you know what I'd like to say? I'd like to say that... The trivia podcasting community is a fantastic, uh, loosely knit group of shows. There are so many different things being created in this space, so many different awesome people contributing in this space. And the fact that there are so many people who are willing to listen to multiple shows of this genre of different types who enjoy what you do and enjoy what what different shows who might be doing something completely different um the fact that the listeners are out there for all of us is an absolute blessing and so i'd just like to say thank you to everyone who's listening to this please support aj in what he's doing and uh that's 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 the way that you keep these things going Indeed. Here, here. Well said. I, I, I think the community is awesome. And uh, what I really find great is that it's never a competition with with those of us in the family here. It's it's you know, I do my thing. You do your thing. But I'm happy to go on your shows and you're happy to go on mine and we support each other. And yep. whether it's, you know, you, me, Andy Saunders, or Yogesh Rao, or any of the hundreds 
<laughs> of other misinformation. We got so many, so so many, and it's just one big happy family. You've got a great Facebook community uh, with Trivial Warfare Army. I've got Beat My Guest the Fans Hot Seat. If you want to check check us out there, please do. If you want to check Jonathan's group out, it's it's it's, it's we're all it's so much crossover anyway. It's it's, it's all one big one big happy club. Patreon.com slash Beat My Guest to support the cause. I ain't gonna say no to that. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to hearing your shows again and again and again and again, and uh, we'll have you back sometime. Love it. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Until next week, when we continue our tournament, this is AJ saying take care, and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPop. And if you liked what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. <laughs>